Igor, you and I shall be at the very heart of a scientific enterprise that will change the world. Hello and welcome back to Screen 101. I'm Brennan. What'd you say? Bye, I'm Brennan. Bye, I'm Brennan? <laughs> I just said it wrong. Oh, and I'm Sergio. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off course so quickly. No, because I misheard you, and I'm assuming other people are probably confused too. Mm-hmm. That is what I said. I mean, I was being factual, but I misspoke. Um, we're going to talk about a movie, but first, let's do 10 reviews of different movies we saw in the past week. Neither of us are prepared, so this is going to be fun. The first movie is Like a Boss. Okay. Um... Why was I born a man with no friends? Aww. Um, and my review is Natasha Rothwell owns my socks. That doesn't make sense. She's great in the movie. She rocks your socks? She like own she owns, you know? And she rocks. Why not just them. say pones, Brennan? Why not just go oh full? Oh my god, full two thousand six. Yeah. And just say pones. Kid. She pones. Oh god, okay, sure. And Joker. Why do we allow men to exist? Why do we reward men for making movies? Yeah. Um, I guess excessively mediocre and yet people like it. Yeah. Intriguing. My my real review is too much white boy dancing. Yeah. Fair and enough. I'm saying something because I exclusively white boy dance in this apartment. Yeah, it's how he gets from place to place. <laughs> <laughs> basically what's that the room is shaking oh brennan's just going to the fridge no i've really been taking advantage of the fact that our downstairs neighbors have moved out and no one new has moved in yet so i think I'm... someone's there what really there's lights on right now i will have to talk about this i'll take my answer off the air okay um for now we're here to talk about well last week we promised to talk about young frankenstein but Sergio conspired to remove that film from the internet. Yeah, so, made all my power. So instead, we watched Victor Frankenstein 2015, the movie I vowed we would not be doing this month. Oh, well. Um, here is the, the plot, that thing. Um, told from Igor's perspective, we see the troubled young assistant's dark origins, his redemptive friendship with the young medical student Victor von Frankenstein, and become eyewitnesses to the emergence of how Frankenstein became the man and the legend we know today. Except not really. Yeah. It was an interesting tale filled with lots of pictures. Yeah. And we should definitely say beforehand, this is something I forgot. This movie was written by Max Landis, who is, in fact, a human crap bag. So no more talk about him. He sucks. Yeah. But also, we're not about to praise his script. So I think we're fine. I think we're good. I really don't care that I trash this movie. Yeah. I think we are in our rights. Yeah. um, Because he is... A very bad person. Look it up if you want to. Don't. And he made a it's terrible bad. movie. Yeah. Well, you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, we rate all our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. And what's your scariness score, Sergio? Um, one. <laughs> Mine, too. The scariest thing about it is that I looked at the credits on IMDb and I remembered that Max Landis wrote it. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I failed. We're too far in now. We've already dedicated 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, because well yeah, because the only reason I was on IMDb is because I was looking up the uh, acrobat lady who was Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. and R. then R. later double checking that uh, the priest from Fleabag was playing the detective. <laughs> Because I, with my great eye for mediocre white men, was able to identify him. That's true. I mean, that's how you found me, right? That is how I found you. Mm. I was like, God, this man's average. <laughs> Let me at him. <laughs> anyway, what's your campiness score? Um, you know, I'm going to give it like a three. You know what? Me too. I was going to say a four, but it's the movie's too boring to merit that. True. Um, but there is a lot of homosexual moments in this movie. Yeah, the... The eroticism, fiery, crackling, and not just, I mean, there, there's the moments where um, Victor Frankenstein is performing a very violent, non-consen- non-consensual surgery upon Igor to remove his hunchback, mm-hmm. which is apparently like some sort of cyst that's just full of fluid. Yeah, and it's done in like minutes, yeah, too. Yeah, he's just fixed, and he becomes sexy Daniel Radcliffe with like this beautiful, wavy hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, so he just is like accosting him against this pillar like they're in sliver. Um, and it's very like, we're very close. We're very like, we're both facing the wall. He's putting on this corset to like straighten up his back. And it's very, it's very touchy. It's very intimate. It, I, I was, I was, I was turned on. Yeah, because it's very homoerotic. Like you've mentioned, you have these two men, both very attractive, both in their mm-hmm. youth and prime. And they're just, you know, sweating one another, like, you know, exchanging fluids, quite literally spilling fluids onto the other. Yeah. Ex- I mean, the fluids are like cystic discharge, <laughs> but still. Uh-huh. Just erupting. Um, oh, God. So, so yeah, you know, it's, it's an erotic scene. It's not the only one like that. There's a bunch of other, like, male characters in this movie that really don't need to be there, but mm. are there as well. There's that, like, Winklevoss character who's, like, a rich kid at the medical school who wants to steal Victor Frankenstein's invention. Yeah, and he has, like, come-hither-me eyes, you know? Oh, yeah. He wants to fuck everyone in this movie. I mean, really. And also, it it is basically all men because the script is trash. Um, The one woman we get um, is the acrobat lady who falls in love with Daniel Radcliffe just because they knew each other mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess he did save her life, but also love should not be a transaction, Sergio. If someone can save your life and you don't have to reward them by falling in love with them, becoming their permanent life partner, you can like say thank you or give them some money or whatever you need to do. Yeah, but those stories are always so nice to hear about on the internet. Like, nurse saves man, man marries nurse. I mean, sure. Like, they can happen if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah. But no, you don't owe somebody your body you know anyway um (laughs) she has sex with igor is what i'm saying (laughs) she does um and it's great for igor because you really are rooting for him to uh love her up i guess no it's just she's not she's not a human being she is a sex doll for igor oh no yeah like she look i'm not saying it was well written i'm saying like this is what the script wants you to feel you want to feel some compassion towards igor who is again you know a mad scientist or no just a scientist uh-huh. a man of science um who Which also is, this is a good double feature with the movie igor because it's it's pro igor it's igor empowerment yeah um except in this one the man of science you know the doctor for the circus uh-huh. also is just caged occasionally because yeah, he's a hunchback in the freak show then he's dressed like a clown but also he's the doctor and then they like treat him like an aminal all i'm saying is that like we really don't treat intellectuals and learned men very well now or then (laughs) true um 
Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know where I was going with this point. Um, I'm just oh, we saying, were talking about the lady. Yeah, uh, I like that she points out that there's gay characters. Oh yeah, she she introduces the only actual homosexual text in the movie, which is that man over there is gay. Yeah, <laughs> who's he's not a character? Does he come back at all? I don't think so. He just prefers the company of other men. Yeah, maybe it was the blonde kid. I don't think so. It wasn't she talking about like her benefactor or whatever. Probably. I don't know. Look. Audience, There's listeners. too many men, and they all look alike. Yeah. Listener, I was not paying <laughs> terrific attention to this movie. I was doing the dishes because I was, like, literally 10 minutes in, I was like, fuck this movie. Yeah. But I was listening. I was watching. It was all very uh, unstimulating. Yeah. Any other capiness? Oh, um, oh, sorry. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm awake. Uh, well, let's fast forward to the end now, sure, right? please. <laughs> Yeah. The only way to watch this movie. <laughs> um, where Igor and Frankenstein have, you know, done the impossible. They have resurrected the dead. Sure. Um, and they have brought Frankenstein to life. This beautiful monster who, for some reason, has two hearts. Yeah, he's he's a Doctor Who. And we know this because both they tell us multiple times. And then there's also, like, weird... We haven't even talked about this. The weird schematics slash drawings that are just oh incorporated on the screen. Well, yeah, because this movie is... Is Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes like a full decade too late? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you know how he had that scene where he's like fighting in slow motion and showing you all of his thought processes and how his brain works so fast. Sometimes this movie just superimposes like X-rays of body parts, and you're supposed to be like, mm, "Quite." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, that was a good yawn. You know what? <laughs> I am not apologizing for my yawns because I'm running on three hours of sleep right now. That's right. Three fucking hours. So you're goddamn welcome. Why didn't you take a nap? I had work. You've been home since then. That would have... If I napped when I got home like at 730, Uh I'd be fucking asleep right now. That's true. And I ain't waking up tomorrow morning (laughs) early to (laughs) podcast (laughs) and then go to the gym. This is not happening. Fair enough. Um, So I am here and I'm fucking thriving, Brennan. Okay. All right. So (laughs) where were we? Uh, who even knows? Oh, the ending and the two hearts and oh, the yeah. superimpositions. Impositions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so and then they realize that they, I guess, committed an atrocity with this monster because they got to kill him because that's what they got to do. Mm. Uh, so then they kill him, and but then like Igor gets one heart, and then James McAvoy, in the most dramatic fashion ever, is like Igor, that two hearts, <laughs> yeah. and so then he has to fight Frankenstein and then stab him as well. Isn't it like? kind of nice it really bonds them as true best friends that they both got to stab this creature in a different heart a little bit i guess like nothing says love like killing the thing you made yeah families who slay together stay together anyway on to brighter subjects (laughs) um the oh there's a shitty flashback to a pocket watch scene that it just makes me so upset because here's the thing we do know that frankenstein has a pocket watch because it's like hanging out sometimes what no i'm just okay go ahead okay you just stared at me with consternation i'm like do we know Uh, that do we know that frankenstein is known for his pocket watch yeah because igor uses it to like use to like slam into the woman's clavicle to like move some other bone and save her life or whatever oh yeah um science is questionable in this movie it's non-existent is what it is yeah um but anyway so yeah he has his pocket watch and then towards the end igor sees that like frankenstein has left the pocket watch behind and he picks it up and then he has a flashback to a scene that apparently happened Mm -hmm. that we were not privy to about like 
Frankenstein explaining the importance of the pocket watch. And it's like, why didn't we just get that scene like chronologically when it was supposed to be? So we already know it's important Mm -hmm. throughout the movie Mm -hmm. and not like 10 minutes before the climax Mm -hmm. is really shoddily done. Um, And also it's just a really long scene in the middle of nowhere where he's monologuing about like his dead brother. And it's just hilariously out of context and poorly paced. Mm -hmm. Um, what else do we got? Oh, we get there's a fancy slap in this movie. Frankenstein's uh, dad slaps him with his glove. Oh yeah, that was uncalled for. But I mean, if you had the one thing I liked about that, honestly, was that it, the angry, mean father was played by that one dude from Game of Thrones. Oh really? Yeah, who played the king of all mean, angry fathers, uh, the Lannister dude, and that was good acting. It was good casting. Sure. I mean, look, that's all I can contribute on that. I, I would say this cast is incredibly solid and they're all doing maybe their worst work. <laughs> they did the best with what they were given. Yeah. Oh, look, they were given absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, like Andrew Scott, um, the priest from Fleabag, he keeps he's this detective who kind of has a vendetta against Frankenstein because he thinks he's meddling in God's domain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but he just. He doesn't seem to need to use doors. He just kind of appears in the corners, in the shadows of rooms to start monologuing about how God would not allow this. Yeah, his character is just weird because, like you mentioned, God, I'm just repeating everything you said. I'm so fucking tired. Um, (laughs) He's just, he just, in terms of the movie, he appears out of nowhere and all of a sudden we have to care about him and follow him along. And both of us were like, who's this? Why are we following him? Yeah, Why is he important at all? And then I was like, oh, that's Hot Priest. And then we had this whole discussion about how he's mediocre. But continue, Brennan. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, and then we get like one scene alone with him where he like gets fired from the force for not using a warrant, which I'm like pretty sure is not accurate to the time. But yeah. whatever. That's fine. <laughs> um, you didn't follow. You didn't read him his Miranda rights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then, so that's the last we see of him. But then at the end, he just shows up at Frankenstein's castle in Scotland or whatever. And it's like, for I I wouldn't have wanted to see him like tracking down Frankenstein, but like, why why is any of this here? We don't need this. Anyway, so what's your effects score? You know, movie had pretty decent effects, but it was very very brown. So three. Yeah, I'm giving it a two because of the of the brown and the gray. Mm-hmm. This this does I feel like exist in the world of I Frankenstein where everything is kind of gray and drab and empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. There's smokestacks everywhere. Um, the lighting is poor. It's all fucking candlelight. Uh, we haven't gotten to the point where Nicholas Holt made electricity or something. <laughs> that was good. That was funny. movie jokes brought to you by me. Um, nobody else would get that. The Current War is what we're referencing, which uh, premiered in theaters as The Current War Director's Cut, which I'm sure was nice for people because no one else, no one saw any other cut. So it's like, what's the point? It premiered as a director's cut? Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Um, we should watch that movie. No. Welcome. No. Was it nominated for any Oscars? Literally nobody cared. And also, I think it technically came out in like 2017 or oh, something because it's, so it's, sad. it's been on the shelf forever. That's so sad. I think it's ineligible. <laughs> Poor Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. Tasty. I think um, my theory is that it was meant to be a miniseries, and they were like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't have enough material. <laughs> Two hours it is. That makes sense. Okay, continue. Was I talking? I think you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> About what? The movie is just ugly. It's drab. It's, uh, it's 
it's flat. actually there are some parts where the scenes <laughs> like <laughs> where the decor looks fancy and i was like okay this seems like it cost quite a bit of money to make you did like the production design you did comment about that yeah uh but for the most part when they things were not well lit it was not pleasant to look at and then therefore i looked at my phone yeah and then a lot of stuff was incredibly overlit like um the first scene where uh Lady Sybil actually has dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, her entire face is covered with a lens flare as if she is. That was so puzzling. It was extremely puzzling. Like I thought it was maybe meant to make her look angelic, but it just made her not in the frame. <laughs> Cause you're like, where's her face? I guess they were trying to make us feel like we were there, you know, caught. Cause when you're in the room, there's lens flares there. I don't really understand the point of a lens flare. Um, but but yeah, it was just unpleasant to look at. And then even when they changed angles with for her, it's just, she still had lens flares. Yeah. No, it really was. I mean, I think I've referenced this a lot on the show before, but it's like the Powerpuff Girls, the mayor's secretary where you never see her face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they were trying to do that for like a full 10 minutes. And then for the rest of the movie, they were like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And at one point you were like, are we supposed to be seeing a ghost here? Yeah. It seems like she's speaking from like through the veil. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just maybe she died when she fell from like the the trapeze. Yeah, who knows? With great ease. Um. Anyway, there is a pretty shot before she fucks the shit out of Daniel Radcliffe, where they're like lying on bed together on on the bed together, and her dress is her red dress is kind of splayed out in this like nice kind of flowery arrangement. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's yeah. That was the one pretty thing in this movie, yeah. other than like Daniel Radcliffe's yeah. face. I liked the ending. Did you? The ending, sh- like scenery. Which was oh, where where Victor Frankenstein was writing a letter about the sequel. He's like at a river. He was on a river. Yeah, he was like sitting at a river and writing a letter to Igor. He's like, my friend, we our paths must diverge, but you know, should I ever require your services again, stay tuned for yeah. Frank- Victor Frankenstein too. <laughs> that was very ambitious on their part. To yeah, think that this movie merited a sequel. That there was more to tell. <laughs> there wasn't any to tell in this movie, and it was an hour and 50 minutes long. I'm so hurt by this movie. Um, but hey, all of our dishes oh. got done. That's true. Look, I look. this is not how I normally watch the movies. Sergio can be hard to keep his eyes on the screen sometimes, but normally I'm like, I'm watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm here. But this one, I knew right away. I was like, you know what? I don't need to. This movie's not giving me what I deserve. And I'm not going to give it what it deserves. <laughs> um, quid pro quo. There was a part where we were watching like the last 20, 30 minutes, you know, like uninterrupted. And just I think you kind of slipped out of your brain slightly because they when, when, when they were like trying to bring life to Frankenstein, the creature, the Frankenstein's monster, and they lifted it up in the air and there was all the lightning and stuff. You were just like, oh, who died? And I'm like, that's the thing. That's the monster. <laughs> that's the thing that we do in all these movies. <laughs> I thought someone had died and they were trying to reanimate them. <laughs> I thought I might have missed a kill scene. No. I was just making sure. Sadly, you did not. But then they all died, right? Or all the extra characters died in that scene. Oh, God. Yeah, for some reason, we had to have an action sequence with the whole castle crumbling. It was a bunch. Just... The castle was crumbling and all the extras just kept dying and falling. Yeah, who the, who the hell knows? What's your quality score? It's a two. I'm giving this a one. I'm yeah. committing. I hated this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's sad because there are some 
there are high points, but they're few and far in between. Let's just you mm-hmm. know put that there. Uh, the acting is okay, and the actors are great. Uh-huh. The cast is amazing. Yeah, looking at them reminds you of all the great work they've done in other movies. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's like, oh, you know, what a shame. Uh, but <laughs> but but yeah, the movie itself is boring. You're not really sure why you're watching it at all. Um, and yes, it's another thrilling tale in the Igor gets justice uh-huh. um, canon. But but there's not much to it. We don't really care all that much for Igor at all because then yeah. it just attacks differently and then there's there's just so many different characters that it follows from mm. the hot priest to um the daddy dude victor frankenstein sure. yeah okay <laughs> um and then yeah it's just it's all over the place it's not tight enough yeah and everything that makes igor igor is removed in the first 15 minutes where he's like oh he's a hunchback he's a servant it's like no he's like we're gonna just like make him all sexy daniel radcliffe and he's just going to be a dude who doesn't know a lot about the world because he grew up in a circus and that's kind of it. He is Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> um, yeah. It, they This movie tries to play it like a buddy movie. Like, oh, they break up and they come back together. Mm-hmm. But when they leave for the time that they think might be forever, they're crying. The tears are welling up and, and rolling down cheeks. And I was like, hmm. This would seem to indicate I'm supposed to feel something about this movie, but it's not doing anything for me. Why would they like each other? They don't really interact that much. Like, Yeah, it was unclear as to why they were fighting over anything uh-huh. um, and then why we should have cared that they were fighting. Yeah, it's like, okay, you can be separate. I don't really need either of you. Uh-huh. And then James McAvoy was completely unsympathetic uh, to Igor, like looking good and like feeling himself. He was uh-huh. like, you can get pussy anytime. Now we are men of science and this must be done now. And it's like, no, well, let th- Igor right. feel himself, you know? I think that speaks to the homoeroticism of the movie. He was being a jealous boyfriend. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I completely agree. Thank you. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. Um, yeah, I just, again, the female, the one female character in this movie is treated so poorly and i cannot get over it um she becomes the like cypher love interest who exists to be pretty and then once she like gets igor she becomes the nagging wife character and it's like can we not give lady sybil anything to do (laughs) other than these two like horrible tawdry cliches Mm -hmm. (laughs) um anyway and then there was a bunch of stuff about victor frankenstein was saying like igor you are my greatest creation. And it was supposed to be like kind of nice, but also it's like, you didn't create him. You just fixed his hunchback. Like if I stub my toe and you put a bandaid on me, you didn't create me. <laughs> Did I not? You didn't. Did I not keep all of your blood and internal organs from falling out? Therefore making you whole. That, like, you maintained me. Maybe <laughs> I made you whole. Okay. That's just not true. Yes, I did. There's no W in that word, by the way. Okay, so Brennan, That's what are still we? Nothing. I get it. Okay, I get that you're trying to make a sex joke, but it's still not a joke. Never mind. It's not good. I tried. Okay. Three hours of sleep. Uh, it's about to be no hours. Uh, I was I was trying to make a threat, but it wasn't gonna work. We're both tired. It's fine. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's the podcast. That's um, it, man. I think, should we rank the Frankenstein movies we watched this month? I don't even remember what we watched. I'll Igor the Animated One is number one. Uh-huh. Let's start off there. Okay. Actually, no. Gods and Monsters is probably number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Igor is number two. Uh-huh. What was the, what was the other one? I Frankenstein. 
I Frankenstein was number three. Uh-huh. And then this is number four. Okay. And for me, it'd be Gods and Monsters, I Frankenstein, which I just kind of loved. <gasps> then Igor, then Victor Rude. Frankenstein. Igor was such a cute movie. I did enjoy Igor quite a bit, but I also found it profoundly ugly and was strange to look at. It was ugly, um, but it was experimental. No, it's true. I liked that a lot. I liked that they went there, but it's just in terms of my taste, I Frankenstein. Look, Igor is the better film. Uh-huh. I Frankenstein is the film that I liked slightly more. Uh-huh. But I liked both of them. I'd watch both again. Right. I'd watch any movie again from this month except for Victor Frankenstein. All right. Look, I guess it just matters because I myself define myself in the, as an experimentalist. So that's why I really liked Igor. Oh, my God. Sure. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Scrim101Pod. Uh, uh, you know, our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. Uh, oh, next week, um, we're going to be starting a brand new marathon. It's actually going to be lasting us the whole year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, once a, uh, If you do not know, the, uh, Blumhouse has produced a series of films for Hulu uh, called Into the Dark. Um, once a month, they for the past year, and now they're in their second season, they released a movie tied into a certain holiday or like event from that month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be doing it out of order. They, they started in October, but we're starting this in January. Um, so we're going to do the January film, which is new year, new you. Um, so we're going to be doing each of the films from the first season in each of the months that they correspond with. So we're going to do one a month and Yay! like in between our other franchise marathons that we'll be doing Woo-hoo! because you wanted it. I hope somebody did because we're doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what we're, that's what we can expect next week. I'll just give you the little schedule. We're doing we're oh well we're doing that one. Then we're gonna do the February um, into the dark, and then we're doing our Oscars month where we get to kind of dig through the skeletons of people's closets, and we're reviewing one horror movie starring you know someone who's nominated for an Oscar in each of the four categories, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do our new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so get excited for that. Don't get excited for Victor Frankenstein. Don't watch it. Don't give anyone money involved in the movie. Maybe, like, send Daniel Radcliffe a check for, like, 30 cents. Like, he deserves it. But, you know, that's it. Until next time, good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I was waiting so long for that. I'm sorry, but you you nailed it. You yeah, stuck the you. landing. All right. Off, off. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.